Super Talk Mississippi media production. In the Mississippi Legislature, House Bill 728 funds health care for illegal immigrants. Call your legislator today at 601-359-3770. Ask them to stop House Bill 728. It's not too late. You can help stop this. Paid for by Building America's Future. What's up, everybody? How we feeling? How we feeling on this Saturday night college football season? Uh, still two games going on. I didn't want to wait any longer. I don't know how long they're going to Maybe doing this whole thing on Saturday night is not the best idea because, oh, UCLA just picked off LSU. It's not going well right now for the Tigers, especially offensively. Uh, so you still got Clemson, Georgia going on. I've got it on one screen and behind me. Not the best setup here. I should have them in front of me. But anyway, I've got Clemson, Georgia, and LSU, UCLA. I think I might do these, I don't know, Sunday morning, I guess, because these are two big games, right? And I'm talking about college football while these are going on. So anyway, glad you guys are with me. Welcome in. If you're a first-time watcher, my name is Michael Borky. Uh, I usually do a live stream every weekday morning, about 8 a.m. or so. But during college football season, during football season, I'll be live with you guys sometime uh, late Saturday because, you know, why the hell not, right? I mean, why not? It's it's not like I'm getting paid for this, so I might as well just keep doing it whenever I want, right? My wife's in bed. My son's in the room over sleeping. So uh, so grab a beer, kick back, enjoy yourself, and let's talk some football. Um, Clemson's offense. No, let me rephrase that, actually. Georgia's defense is nasty. Nasty. The front seven for Georgia, secondary too, but the front seven for Georgia is just absolutely mauling Clemson right now. Just mauling Clemson up front, owning them. I mean, it's a it's a defensive clinic that Georgia's putting on right now. Um, you know, regardless of how this game ends up uh georgia is definitely my pick to win the sec east not impressed with jt daniels at all i wasn't exactly all that impressed with him last year uh not impressed with him at all tonight i think he's just an average slightly above average college quarterback that's going to put up numbers against lesser opponents because he's got talent around him and stuff like that but daniel's not really all that impressive to me you know, just slightly above average. I never understood the hype anyway. And, you know, Clemson's really good and all that. But tonight kind of confirms that. But holy crap, Georgia's defense. Oh, my gosh. Just freaking nasty. I mean, who is going to score on this team? Who is going to score on this Georgia team? Wow. It's uh, it's really, really impressive. Um, on the flip side, uh, other game going on right now, LSU, man. Um The theme of the day today, I think in large part, is same as it ever was. I think that's the theme for today, is same as it ever was. Because, and of course, you guys are here to talk Mississippi State and stuff, and I'll get to that, I promise. A lot of of comments here as well. I'll get to all of those. I mean, I'm just free-flowing. I've got a beer in my hand. Like, we're we're just going to, you know, we're going to kick back. And so I've got got stuff written down, but 
probably just going to scrap that and just go with what you guys are saying and, and just talk. Um, but basically, my takeaway today is same as it ever was. Oklahoma, uh, they really struggled with Tulane today. Spencer Rattler is extremely talented, also inconsistent, and a bit turnover prone. And defensively, they're still very, very bad. Alabama, dominant. I mean, there was there was something in me, a sliver of hope. I talked about it this week with you guys uh, on the live stream and, the, and on the radio show. There was just a sliver of hope that Alabama was going to take a step back. Not a big one, because I'm not that stupid to think that Nick Saban's coached Alabama is ever going to have like a real down year. But like something in me was hoping that they would just like go 10 and 2 and win a sugar bowl, you know? Like a really good season, but not elite. And while I think Miami's extremely overrated, uh, they had a ton of hype that was completely unwarranted. Uh, they haven't missed a beat, though. I mean, that, that is an Alabama team that, is, again, same as it ever was replace a quarterback, replace an offensive coordinator, replace a ton of stars same as it ever was. That's Alabama. Um, you look at Georgia. Really good defensively is Georgia. Uh, an outdated offensive scheme and not great quarterback play. Same as it ever was. Ohio State on Thursday night. Um, although quarterback play was much better a year ago, especially the back seven on defense, they're a step slow and susceptible of giving up big plays. Same as it ever was. Um, Clemson is really the only team I'm truly surprised by uh, this weekend. I, I'm really surprised. And, and again, the game's not over. There's four minutes left. It could change. Um, UCLA just scored. So now it's going to be tw- uh, 21-10 now. Uh, UCLA with a 10-50 to go in the third. So the Pac-12 needs this game. They need this game badly. Um but really, it's just kind of same as it ever was. Uh, the Clemson is the only team I'm truly surprised by. Um, to keep it local, Mississippi State, I wasn't expecting it to look like that. But I'm not surprised that the offensive line, for example, is not better. Largely the same unit. I, I'm not surprised that it's not better. I expected it to be, but I'm not surprised. I'm genuinely surprised that Clemson has been this non-competitive offensively, truly. Um, I, I was a big believer in DJ uh, and, and, you know, take one look at Clemson's schedule, take one look at their schedule and tell me that they're not going to win the next 12 games and then go to the playoff and then get smoked by Alabama. I mean, that that's just what it is for them. That's just simply what it is. But I'm truly surprised by that. Nothing else at the top of college football, though. Um, like I keep saying, same as it ever was. That's the theme of the weekend. And I'm trying to stream a bunch of games with bad internet right now. And uh, that is causing uh, some of this uh, internet issue because I don't have C Spire Fiber yet. They're installing it in the neighborhood. It just takes a while. So for now, I'm using a much lesser uh, capacity and speed internet that actually costs me more than what C Spire Fiber will. So. You might get some internet issues here. It's all I got until they finally install it. So anyway, let's see what you guys got for me tonight. Jason says, get a job, man. Yeah, I need one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Zach says, man, I wasn't worried about state for one minute. I was worried for a lot of minutes. Um, 
I mean, I even tweeted it. it. It was a disaster. It was a disaster. Now, how do you want to look at it? I mean, wins are good. Wins are always good. Wins are better than, than losses, of course, right? As always, winning is better than losing. And maybe a comeback like that will will do something within that locker room. But it, I'm extremely concerned about that football team because it was the exact same. You know what I mean? Uh, it's not like if it were different problems, it would make them better, but it was the same issues. The offensive line was atrocious today. Seriously. I mean, they were just awful. This is Louisiana Tech. You're going to see, what, 10 teams, nine teams uh, with better front sevens than Louisiana Tech and just a little bit of stunting uh, just threw Mississippi State so off. Um, if they weren't giving up pressures or, or sacks, they were committing penalties. I mean, it was just a really awful performance from the Mississippi State offensive line, and you are going to see significantly, significantly better defensive fronts than the one you saw today. You're going to see one next weekend with NC State. I mean, it's significantly better. Um, so I'm extremely concerned about that offense. I mean, like we talked about going into the season, um, you know, it doesn't matter about Will Rogers, who had a pretty decent day today. I mean, his numbers aren't aren't unbelievable uh, for the air raid anyway. I mean, he threw 47 times, completed 39 of them for 370 yards, uh, had that interception paired with three touchdowns. I mean, that's good. It's fine. It's a good day. Uh, but that doesn't matter unless they're better up front. They're going to keep losing games the same way that they did last year if three and four are constantly getting pressure and disrupting the quarterback. And that's what happened today. I mean, you know, it, offensive output was fine if you look at the numbers, but when you watch the game, I mean, they, again, this is Louisiana Tech and not a particularly good Louisiana Tech team. And they disrupted that offensive line. What do you think NC State's going to do next weekend? So I'm deeply, deeply concerned with that, deeply concerned with penalties, although that's something that is at least correctable. Um, I also think that um, Forbes and, and Emerson and, and the secondary kind of gave up, not kind of, uh, they gave up some stuff through the air today. Uh, Austin Kendall threw for 270 yards and a couple of touchdowns. And you guys saw it. I'm not making this up. I mean, he's he's certainly competent. You're going to see worse quarterbacks, uh, maybe a couple of them this season. Um, but th- you know, that's really all he is. He's just he's just kind of okay, and he had a lot of success. But we have a sample size with Mississippi State's secondary uh, being better than what they showed today. So I'm willing to to look past that and kind of forgive that because they've shown that they've looked better than they did today against better teams and better wide receivers. So not particularly worried about that as much as I am the offensive line, which was a disaster today. It was a disaster. Comeback or no comeback, it was a disaster today. Um, and the the defensive front for Mississippi State, um, the, the reason Kendall could throw the football the way he did because he was comfortable. Not a whole lot of pressure uh, until late. Uh, now, now talent and depth took over late, and that's how Mississippi State was able to make a comeback as Louisiana Tech ended up getting gassed late in that game. Uh, but I was a little disappointed today with the lack of pressure. 
Uh, Louisiana Tech at times was really controlling the line of scrimmage, and that's a concern. Um, penalties are correctable. Uh, I'm not worried so much about the secondary. Uh, they didn't look great today, but I have a sample size that says that they are better than what they showed. Um, deeply, deeply, deeply concerned about the offensive line uh, and the inability to generate pressure for Mississippi State's defense, I was a little surprised by today. Um, so you get a win, and that's great because wins are better than losses. But they have to get they have to get their shit together in six days because a much, 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 much better team is coming to Starfield next weekend in NC State. A much better team. Uh, so they have got to improve up front. Uh, they have to, or else this is going to be a long season. It's going to it's going to feel just like last year, unless they get better up front. I did like a, a couple of the transfer wide receivers. I think Mississippi State's wide receiver group as a whole is deeper, is more talented. I like that Polk kid a lot. Uh, he wasn't the leading receiver today, but I, I like him. Um, catches the football strong. I mean, he's clearly played a lot of football in his career, and uh, and you can tell. Um, so I like him. Um, I still think that that Wally needs to be more involved in the offense. I mean, just four receptions in a game for a guy that talented. I just I don't understand that. Um, that's in part why you got in that hole anyway. Uh, he needs to be a focal point of the offense. I don't understand why he has not. LSU has scored, by the way. It's 21-17 now. Really good game shaping up in Los Angeles, but um, I, I don't understand why he's not more of a focal point in the uh, in the offense. There uh, needs to be moving forward because that many touches today is just not it's just not going to get it done. Parker says I left the state game after the pick six, and of course they came back. Hopefully they can carry that offensive momentum into week two. I am. Um, <sighs> It depends on how you want to look at it. Are you an optimist or are you a pessimist? If you're an optimist, then yeah, momentum, they figured it out. Oh, that's great. And they won the game and let's go Bulldogs. If you're a pessimist, it's they were really only able to do that because Louisiana Tech finally got worn out and you're not going to be able to do that to, uh, to SEC teams. Uh, that's you know, maybe you can call me a pessimist. That's kind of where I fall. It's I've got to see it again next week before I start thinking that they found something instead of just Louisiana Tech finally ran out of gas and they were overmatched from the start, or at least they should have been. Um, I got to see it again, but before I declare that uh, anything other than what it was. When was the last time the state of Louisiana went 0-5 in the same day? My guess would be never. <laughs> My guess would be never. Um, maybe it has happened before. I know we have around here. That happened, uh, was it two years ago? 2019 or 2018 when that happened? When, when the entire state of Mississippi lost? Chris has the Clemson game on. They're eating the quarterback alive. Yeah, DJ has no time. I saw somebody uh, suggest that he's having a bad game. It's like, you know, 
I, I don't know what, what that kid can do. Uh, what, what can he do? He's got no time. Uh, and, and this one's over. This one's over. So Georgia, 10-3 to 3 is the final score, or going to be the final score in this game. Georgia's going to win over Clemson. Um, an offensive embarrassment, honestly. Uh, the one touchdown Georgia scored was a pick six. Six combined offensive points scored in this game. Um, JT Daniels is fist pumping and, and losing his mind. Um, yeah, if that's your Heisman contender, um, this is going to be an ugly year of college football. I'll tell you that. Um, just rough night, rough night. Honestly, that wasn't a good game. I mean, let's not spin it. Uh, that was terrible to watch. That's why I got sick of it and, and came on here live with you guys because that stunk. Um, Georgia's just running this archaic offense and JT Daniels is not dynamic enough to, to make it look special. And, you know, they're going to have to win games 10 to three like this more than one. Uh, just not an impressive night from either one of them. Don't forget Purdue and Oregon state. Do you see where Purdue ran that goofy fake field goal thing and then threw an interception? I, I explained that so well, guys. Yeah. I explained that so well. Um, <laughs> yeah. The, that game was the perfect amount of uh, crazy. Apparently I, uh, I only have two screens over here. I don't know how much I can watch, but yeah. So that's it. Final score, ten to three. Uh, this this running back for UCLA, by the way, guys, is a star. Have you seen this kid? Um, he's a Michigan transfer, if you can believe that. How about that? Um, Charbonnet, Charbonnet. What a name, by the way. What an incredible name. He's a star, an absolute star. For uh, for UCLA, I mean, it was controlling the game in the first half, basically by himself. Uh, he's incredible. Oh, shit show in Mobile. Um, I do not have ESPN Plus. Full disclosure, so I have not been able to watch the uh, the Southern Miss game. I need to bite the bullet and get it. Just hope I have so many subscriptions to so much stuff as it is on a shoestring budget. I just, I've been holding out, uh, just not getting ESPN plus, but I need to now, uh, 24 to seven. Ooh, South Alabama in the fourth. That's not good. Um, I wish I could give you more. I just, uh, I haven't been able to watch it. I just don't have the, uh, don't have the app. Not yet. I'll get it eventually. I will. I just don't have it yet. Loving the new screen, Mike After Dark. Yeah, it's a, it's about as far as my uh, graphic design skills can go. Is uh, is right there. So it's about as far as we can go. Ricky's asking if Florida can can match up with Georgia. I don't know. I mean, I've got to see Florida first, uh, playing somebody other than FAU, uh, maybe. But my gosh, man! I mean, you, you guys know what Clemson has been for years. And Georgia just made them look like Madison Central High School instead of Clemson. Same uniforms, paw on the helmet, all that stuff. Uh, that's what Georgia made Clemson look like tonight. Physically, completely overmatched was Clemson. Uh, is Florida any more talented offensively than Clemson is? Is Florida any better up front than Clemson is? I, see, I, I don't know. 
And maybe this was just a special night for Georgia, and, and they won't they won't be able to do the same. But uh, I don't see anybody at this point being able to score on that defense. If they play like that for the rest of the season, there's no way. There's no way anybody's scoring on them. Kyle says, I'm still trying to process what happened in Starkville. Um, yeah, I mean, that was – it was fun. It was fun. It, fans aren't going to like the uh, the Monday analysis from uh, from me. And I gave you a little bit here, but as fun as that was, you're going to have people that are like, well, well, look at the positives. There aren't any, really. Aside from that, you won. Um, it should have never been like that. And the fact that it was like that is really concerning. Now, you win, and that's great, and and it could have sparked something. But it's the same issues. It's giving up pressure with three or four guys. It's uh, not really until late having downfield passing game as part of what you're trying to do offensively it's um it's really concerning i mean that's that's really the only honest reaction uh, from this game i mean you'll again you'll get some people that'll tell you how great it was and all that stuff and and it can turn into something it can i i would be concerned i saw a lot of problems and a comeback late does not solve all of those problems but who knows? I mean, unique challenge with NC State this weekend, uh, a chance for them to show that this was just just a fluke and they are better. But damn, I mean, they've got to correct some stuff fast because NC State's much better than that. Two second-half turnovers inside the red zone. Applewhite and Bentley have had their way. Nice stadium, though. It is a brand-new one down there in Mobile. Fandy getting whooped right now to East Tennessee. God, I know. See, uh, I'll do Monday. I'll do some overreaction stuff on Monday. And then uh, where I was right and where I was wrong going into the season. And it appears as if I was wrong about Vanderbilt being a just – I didn't think they were going to be any good. Uh, don't get me wrong. I didn't think they were going to be good. But uh, I figured they would be some kind of a thorn in somebody's side because I was kind of a believer in Ken Seals and what he showed last year. Um, I was dead wrong about that. 23-3 to right now, East Tennessee State has a lead over Vanderbilt with three minutes to go in the fourth. That is awful. Ooh, ooh. Um, God, that's awful. Uh, East Tennessee State's not even a good FCS program. Like my Furman Paladins. Who, uh, who, by the way, got a win today. Shout out Furman and Clay Hendricks. Um, like, Furman's better than them. That is not a good East Tennessee State team. Yikes. Clark Lee has... It, he doesn't have an uphill climb ahead of him. He's got Mount Everest ahead of him. And uh, he left his climbing shoes at the house. Like, that's what Clark Lee's dealing with. Just horrible. Just horrible. Good old $80.80 MPS. I'm on gigabit now and can never go back. Yeah, man. I mean, I know C-Spire is heavily involved uh, with my employer, but they don't pay me extra for the constant endorsement uh, that I've given them. Um, It's just the reality. I I cannot wait to switch to C-Spire when the installation's done. Um, 
if State could play a whole game like they did in the fourth quarter, they would be scary. Yeah, I don't disagree with you. The problem is I think the way they played in the fourth quarter is more of a product of their opponent and not them. I could be wrong. I, I could be wrong. I've just got to see it again before I make that declaration. Um, it, Mike Leach you know, said it in his postgame. You know, he said if, if we could play like that for four quarters, we'd be a really good team, and, and he's right. Um, I just wonder how much of that was a, an overmatched Louisiana Tech team finally being gassed as opposed to Mississippi State finally figuring it out. You know what I mean? Uh, I've got to see it again before I declare that. But your point is valid. I'm not I'm not uh, invalidating what you say. If they do play like that for four quarters, they win by 40 points today. Any concerns about Ole Miss with Kiffin out with COVID? Yes, of course. I mean, how could you not be? Um, first of all, Kiffin being out with COVID completely underscores why the 100% vaccination thing was a big deal. Because if the rest of the team wasn't vaccinated, every player that wasn't would have a close contact quarantine period and they'd be missing the game on Monday too. If Matt Corral was not, he wouldn't get to play on Monday. He wouldn't. It would have been a close contact at the you know, the 10-day mandatory quarantine period or whatever since they're so close together. But since Corral's vaccinated, they're not making him do that. He's not even going to get tested. That's why it was such a big deal. But yes, um, the, concern may not be the right word, but it, it definitely creates a challenge. Uh, Louisville should not be a team that Ole Miss struggles with, but as we saw today in Starkville and other places, you can struggle with teams you're not supposed to struggle with. Hello, Oklahoma. Um, but as far as play calling, most people think that Lane Kiffin's the play caller. It's not true. Jeff Lebby is the play caller. Lane Kiffin has influence in game planning and in-game decisions and stuff like that. But Jeff Lebby's the play caller. So in terms of just course of a game calling plays, it's not like somebody's going to have to step into that role. They've already got a guy in that role that's been doing it, and he's a really high-level play caller. He just doesn't get any credit because he because of who he OCs for. Go look at Jeff Levy's UCF offenses. And again, he was the primary play caller last season, and they were as good as they were. So calling plays, that's a non-issue. They'll be fine because... They didn't lose their primary play caller. Where they'll lose is in-game decisions and influence on adjustments and stuff like that. That's where they're going to miss Lane Kiffin because he does have influence on in decisions and adjustments and stuff like that. Play calling, that's Levy's deal, and he's really good at it. That's where they'll miss Lane Kiffin. Uh, but as far as game planning and stuff like that, the hay is already in the barn. I mean, they're going to have basically like a list of scenarios and decisions to make based on that scenario. Like, like Lane Kiffin's going to be coaching the game, even though he's not on the sidelines to some degree. Uh, they use like, for example, fourth down decisions. They use a book to make those calls. It's not like a fuel thing. Like they use certain numbers. So anybody holding the book can make the call. Um, but yes, it, it, I, that sounds like I'm diminishing him not being there. It is a, it is a deal. It's a unique challenge. Play calling, not so much. In-game adjustments and decision-making and stuff like that, yes. Uh, yeah, that's where um, Ole Miss will, will be challenged. Luckily for them, 
I assume, haven't seen it reported anywhere, but I assume that DJ Durkin is going to take over as acting head coach. And luckily for Ole Miss, he's done it before. So it won't be difficult. I mean, he's he has been a head coach, and he was pretty good at it. Um, so they'll be okay there. Um, but that's really where it is. It's in-game decisions and adjustments through the course of a game. It's not play calling. I can't tell you the number of people I saw today that said, Ole Miss's offense is going to be without Lane Kiffin calling plays. No, th- that's not true. Um, that's all Jeff Levy. It's time for him to shine. Scott says, I don't understand Mississippi State's first couple of drives were really good, then nothing but the last three drives were really good. Um, it could be for a lot of reasons. Uh, the offensive line, mostly. Oh, forgive me. Um, the offensive line protected in the first three series for Mississippi State. They protected in the last three. I don't mean to oversimplify it, but that's really kind of what it comes down to, is Rodgers had time to operate. And when he had time to operate, he was good. He was really good. Uh, that's really what it comes down to. Louisiana Tech mixed up what they were doing. They started doing some stunts and, and bringing pressure from other places, and that's what got Mississippi State off track is they didn't adjust to Louisiana Tech's adjustment right away, and that's why they had such a hard time in the first, second, third quarters scoring and moving the football in Louisiana Tech because they could not protect. They couldn't control the line of scrimmage. I think it's really that simple. Jason says, yep, State is in big, big trouble this year. Both lines of scrimmage were trash. Zach said our defensive line got used to going against a soft offensive line in camp, wasn't com- prepared for competent blocking. Yeah, that's that's my area of offensive lines way, way up here, like on my ceiling. Uh, aside from that, my area of biggest concern is actually the, the front defensive front for Mississippi State. I, I was surprised because um, – I'm a believer in Zach Arnett, and I think they've got some bodies there. Uh, Brule flashed a couple of times today. I think he's an all-league caliber guy. Um, he can be, anyway, if he plays to his capability. But um, Mississippi State's staple over the last, what, 10 years or so has been great defensive line play, dominant defensive linemen, controlling the line of scrimmage on that side of the ball. They didn't do that today. They didn't flash really at all to me today. I mean, I know they had a couple of sacks, but I was not impressed um, with that unit. And that's why Austin Kendall had time to sit back in the pocket and throw the football around a little bit. That's why he was able to do that. I was that was disappointed. I did not expect that. And um, it's another thing that just has to get better or else. Jason continues, forget NC State, they better improve by Memphis, or they may not win two games if today is an indication. Chris says, same story for Tulane, turnovers and Oklahoma having more depth. That, I mean, that was it. <sighs> same as it ever was with Oklahoma. Um, Rattler is extremely talented. He's got a hell of an arm. I mean, just, yeah, I mean, it's stupid sometimes. An NFL team is going to take him early because of those flashes. Not consistent enough, I don't think. Don't think he's consistent enough, and I think he's turnover prone, and he showed you today. 
and Oklahoma defensively is just like they were last year. Uh, they'll win a bunch of games in the Big 12, but Texas was impressive today. I don't think they're just going to run through Texas, uh, but that's really their only challenger in that league. Um, guys, it's going to play out the same. Here, this is how it's going to play out, okay? This is exactly how it's going to play out. Alabama's going to run the table. They were really impressive today. Oklahoma's going to run the table, maybe lose a game, but they will be one of the four playoff teams. Uh, Clemson will win the next 12. They'll be one of the uh, playoff teams. And it'll be either a combination of Alabama or Georgia or Ohio State that'll make your four playoff teams. And it'll likely be Alabama. And Clemson can't score. So... Clemson will be the four, and Alabama will be the one, and Alabama will beat Clemson by a bunch. And then um, Oklahoma will play Georgia, and they won't be able to stop Georgia. And it'll be either Alabama and Georgia or one of that combination, and Alabama won the national championship because college football is boring. It's predictable. It is exhausting because it's the same shit every year, and we're going to get it again. It's going to play out the same way. Oklahoma is going to run the table in the Big 12 and get to the playoff and get smoked because they can't stop anybody, and Rattler can't protect the football. That's what's going to happen. Georgia's going to get to the playoff, and they'll play somebody like Alabama or, or maybe Ohio State, and they won't be able to score on them because that's just what happened last year as well. I mean, <laughs> it's the same thing. Nothing has changed. I mean, we've spent all, all offseason talking about this dumb sport. And cheers, guys. It's five teams that will make the four-team playoff, and two of which can actually win the damn thing. College football. Statement win for Georgia. No doubt, at least on their on their defense anyway. Statement by their defense for sure. But I think Kirby needed that one. Um Clemson doesn't have a ranked team left on their schedule. Have you seen their schedule? Let me read this thing to you guys. This is what Clemson has remaining on their schedule for the rest of the year. This is Clemson football. This is a Power 5 league. This is a member of the Alliance or whatever. They host South Carolina State, the Bulldogs, by the way. They host Georgia Tech, who last I looked was losing to some FCS school. They go to NC State. Ooh, that's that'll be tough. It's the toughest game for the rest of the year. They host Boston College, go to Syracuse, go to Pittsburgh, host Florida State, go to Louisville, host UConn and Wake Forest, and then go to South Carolina. That is Clemson's remaining schedule. That. So their offense looked like trash tonight, but DJ will still go to the Heisman ceremony. Because they don't play anybody. And so we'll just pad his stats. Um, yeah. Chris says Lee has Corral for Heisman. Yeah, I, I love Lee Corso, man. Not because of that. Uh, I, I know people are, are kind of making fun of him at uh, at this point. Um, and it, He's not the same. But that show wouldn't be the same without him. I think it needs him, even though he's not sharp. Um what was the guy's name that was doing the guest picking today? Kane Brown or whatever? He sucked. So I mean, he sucked. Um, yikes. I mean, that was that was awful. I, I'm never going to check out his music after seeing his charisma on the game day stage. But 
Um, I love Lee Corso, and I'll, I'll defend him to the death, man, till, till mine. Um, I love that guy. And uh, college football won't be the same without him. Kyle says, my analysis of Mississippi State will unfortunately be correct. They got whipped up front. Consistently inconsistent, Paige says. Parker says, I'm with you, Bork. Win is great, but looked very reminiscent of last year with poor offensive line play and late dumps to the running back. Um, yeah, man. I mean, I don't know. I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that he doesn't have time. But I still wonder why it takes Mississippi State so long. It's got to be offensive line play. But you know, even in the first couple of series, they don't take enough shots downfield. So if you're getting pressure with three or four and you're not afraid of a receiver getting behind you, the way you can play defense is just so simple against that offense. I I don't know if it's Rodgers not trying to risk it. I don't know. I wish I had the all-22 angle. But the deep ball has just not been a part of their offense for a season and a game now. Not really. Uh, And it needs to be. It's just it's sit back. You get pressured by three or four. You dump it off to a running back, and you've got two guys that are waiting underneath for that. They come up and make a play, and you don't move the football. Ah, it's tough. It's really tough. Evan going all conspiracy on us. This tinfoil hat moment. Kiffin doesn't have COVID. He's going to watch the game with his new friend Cooper while the power is out in New Orleans. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, Cooper and um, Arch have been in Oxford since um, – Ida came through New Orleans. There's your recruiting scoop of the day. That's not a secret at all. But in case you guys didn't know that, yeah, that actually is happening. Um, they have been in Oxford because they don't didn't have power in New Orleans. But I think that's actually um, really expedited. So they're getting power back in the city. Like a few days ago, they had power back in the quarter, and I. I think they're way ahead of schedule. So it's good for the Saints. They'll, they'll only have to miss this one home game, hopefully. Knock on the knock on wood here. But yeah, they've been hanging out in town. Coach Prime debuts Sunday night. Special show during that game? Uh no. <laughs> no. I'm um I'm overworked as it is, man. I uh I'm just glad that I'm doing this. But between this and the and the podcast and the radio show and then the Sunday show that I used to do, I was stretched way, 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 way too thin. So, anyway. Jimmy says, sorry I'm late. You already bring up Vandy? Yeah, I did. Um, not much to say, honestly. Not much to say. Uh, it looks like they're finally going to invest in football. They're putting like three, four hundred million into a bunch of projects and stuff. It's about time, but it's too late. It's just that's such a tough place to win, and nobody around there is giving a damn about actually trying to win. Maybe until now, but this is a byproduct of of lack of give a damn, and so that's why they get smoked at home by East Tennessee State. Not even a good FCS team. Southern Miss looks like a team, JP says, who has had four head coaches over a calendar year this evening. Down three possessions and Hall punted in the fourth quarter three times. Come on, Will. Uh, that, that's 
I don't like that. Take some risks, man. I don't know. Illinois just lost to UCLA or UTSA, the Roadrunners. Is um, Frank Wilson still the coach at UTSA? I think so. I've been in the Alamo Dome before. It's not bad. It's a little dated, but it's not bad. Um, oh, you called it a North Carolina, Zach says. Awful offense. I'm telling you, man. I, sometimes, sometimes I know what I'm talking about. Very few times, but sometimes I do. Um, that offense, this, the simplicity of that offense only works if you have better players than your opponent. That's the only way to work because it is so dependent on man-on-man winning man-on-man matchups or winning 1v1 matchups. And if you're playing against an opponent that's on your level as far as athletes, that offense does not work. So when Phil Longo was at Ole Miss, yes, they lit up lesser opponents, and then they would play LSU and couldn't move the football because you were entirely dependent on -on one-on-one matchups and not on scheme. Um, Sam Howell, uh, God bless the team that drafts him in the first round, um, way overhyped going into this season, but I also think he's kind of being held down by his offense. Um, A lot of people saw that coming. I wish I could take more credit than that, but a lot of people saw that coming. I told you the first major upset of college football was going to happen on Friday night. That was an easy one. That offense works when you're playing people that are worse than you. That offense is not scheming up and beating anybody. Scott says, do you think some of the pressure for State is Will might be holding onto the ball a little too long? He did that a few times today. Um, you're, you're right about that. There were a few times where uh, you need to just get rid of the football. Uh I don't know if he's unwilling to take risks or guys just weren't open. Uh, might want to take off a little bit more. He did that a couple of times today, and, and he needs to do that more often. Uh, if you have some green grass in front of you, take off. Uh, but yes, he does hold on to the football too long sometimes. Absolutely, he does. Casey says, well, Borky, tell us how you really feel. I don't know what you're referencing because this was nine minutes ago, but... Yeah, man. Anytime. What's the drink of the night for you? I'm I'm just having a beer, uh, just a, a Yingling on the uh, on a Sanderson Farm can uh, koozie. Check this thing out. Pretty sick. One of the best logos in sports. Um, I think I might be doing a couple of morning live streams from the golf course. I think that uh, I think I'm going to do that. Um, just hopefully my Wi-Fi works on my phone, or not Wi-Fi, but my uh, my data. I'm going to sit out there like behind the 18th during the practice rounds and talk to you guys uh, because why not? That mini rant just reminded me of Jeff Daniels at the, the Jeff Daniels rant of newsroom about America being the best country on earth. Yeah, I've seen that. I've seen that. Um, I actually really liked that show. Didn't it get canceled? Uh, I enjoyed it though. I liked it. Um, Olivia Munn, Aaron Rodgers' ex was on it. I like that show. With Clemson's remaining schedule, they shouldn't be allowed into the playoffs. Oh, buddy, they're going to be. You watch. They're going to win the next 12 games, and they're going to make the playoff. But you're right. They won't deserve it. They won't deserve it. 24-20, by the way, UCLA over LSU in the fourth. Um Speaking of undue hype, DTR, Dorian Thompson-Robinson, 
of UCLA. He's a decent enough athlete, but where is the hype on that guy coming from? Anyway. Jason says, I'm reserving judgment on Georgia being a playoff team until I see what Mullen does with Emory Jones and how versatile he is. If he can run and pass, Mullen will have something for that defense. Yeah, I mean, I I hope you're right because Georgia running the table would bother me. Um, I just saw physical dominance. UCLA down to the two. Here we go. Um, I saw physical dominance today of a team that should be, in theory, more talented than Florida. Flat-out physical dominance. Georgia owned Clemson tonight. Just owned them. I mean, that was a beatdown. And touchdown UCLA. Wow. Pac-12 needs this game badly. They need this game badly. They've not been good so far. They need this one. Uh, I don't think Rodgers has the arm strength to throw it downfield. It's probably also true. He can get it there. What's up, Jonathan? Yeah, uh, when I when I hang up, if you guys are still, I play Warzone basically every night. By the way, for those of you watching, um, if you guys are still on, I'll play. Give me like uh, I don't know, ten or fifteen more minutes. Yeah, Jacob. <laughs> He says, Borky, I hope you don't gamble that lock of the century was no bueno. Yeah. Oops. Um, what the hell was that? Dude, I'm, I'm swinging and missing all weekend. One thing that I am happily to admit to you guys, by the way, I don't know if this is good that I do this or not, because I know some people in this business are like, I know everything. You should listen to me because I'm the truth teller and I'm the only one. That kind of stuff, like in big markets, like sports radio guy is like, the smartest person in every room. And, you know, my wife will tell you that I have that tendency as well. But, like, I'm freely willing to admit to you guys that I don't know what the hell I'm talking about sometimes. <laughs> Seriously, I think what my role should be is having the conversations that you guys would have. Like, if you sat me down with a whiteboard and a football coach and had me do X's and O's, I would embarrass myself. That's just the truth. Like, I watch more football than anybody I know. Like, I, I read and, and all that stuff, and I try to study and watch closely and all that. I would like to think I know the games pretty well. But as far as, like, expert level, not even close. Like, not even close. My role is not to be an expert. It's mostly just to be an entertainer and give you guys something to consume while you get through your day. That's my that's my job, or at least that's what I think my job is supposed to be. I'm not going to sit here and tell you guys that I know and the other guys they don't know and I know and all that shit. No, that's that will never be me, um, ever. <laughs> but yeah, pick of the century, Missouri minus fourteen. Big loser today. Big loser. Listening to the radio broadcast, Wyatt specifically said that State hadn't scored a touchdown without starting a drive in Tech territory until the last one. It was worse than the score looks. Pounding bruise. No, this is this is one of two tonight. Just taking it easy. Parker says, congrats on your Virginia Tech NC State take, by the way. Yeah, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. I, I, I get them right occasionally. I knew that one was coming. Um, 
I knew that one was coming. I would love to say that I knew that LSU, UCLA was coming. I wanted to believe in UCLA. I wanted to. I could not. But this is awesome to watch anyway. Longo is awful. That's an evergreen comment. It's hard to think of Jeff Daniels in a serious role. I think so. (laughs) Oh, yeah. He was good, though. I actually liked that show. I really did. Uh, Gamertag, Borky12. I'm on Xbox. Borky, what formation is this? Uh, Wing T? (laughs) I'm telling you, man. There there used to be somebody, and and he was always nice to me, so I'm not going to say who it was, but there used to be somebody that wrote for a publication here in the state. It's not here anymore. That would do film studies after games. And it was very clear that he didn't know what he was watching. I don't know what I'm watching, but I knew that he didn't also. And so people like me, you're never going to get like a X's and O's breakdown video from me. Because I just don't know the intricacies the way some people do. Like Cole Kubelik, you know, he's a media guy now. That's somebody who should do X's and O's. Former players, stuff like that, sure. But this guy, like he, he would do a weekly film study. And... It's just not, it's not right. It's not correct. So I I, I stay away from that kind of stuff because it's not correct. Like I could sit here and break down how, you know, LSU's cover two or whatever is giving UCLA fits and I could probably get some of it, but not, not anything more than that really. Great for a Saturday, and LSU is about to go down. Yes, sir. Yeah, man, it's been a lot of fun. So um, looking at some of the scores, uh, Florida comfortably won but didn't really shine that much offensively. It was 10-3 to A&M over Kent State at halftime. That uh, that score is now 41-10. to That game's about to end. Um, this is what I mean by the Pac-12 needed this game with UCLA. Washington, a ranked Washington team, lost to Montana at home tonight. 13-7, to the final score there. Uh, Penn State-Wisconsin was fun at the end, but both teams are a disaster offensively. Um, Oregon almost lost to Fresno State at home. Uh, they didn't, so setting up a big game with Ohio State next weekend, that should be fun. Already talked a little bit about Oklahoma and Tulane. Spencer Rattler, Oklahoma, same as it ever was. Alabama ruined any glimmer of hope of thinking that they were going to take a step back. Miami is extremely overrated. They got a bunch of undue hype going into uh, this season. They were not the 12th best team in college football. They didn't play like it last year, and they should not have been ranked that going in. But still, Alabama, extremely impressive. Iowa might be a thorn in the side of some people in the Big Ten. Now, they got a really impressive win over Indiana today. Um Texas was good and comfortable in their win over Louisiana. Um, took them a little bit, though. It took them a little bit, but uh, Card's a good athlete. I think he'll be a good quarterback in time. He's not there yet, but I think in time he'll be a really good quarterback. Iowa State looked like trash, but they won and beat Northern Iowa anyway. Uh, and then let's go to the SEC because some some interesting stuff happened today. 
Some of it. Chris says, Kublik is a really smart guy and should be on the desk for all the big games. Yeah, he should. Uh, the sidelines is not where he should be. He should be uh, doing color analysis. Um, I think he's one of the best. And when he says something, I listen. Uh, just got to know your roles, you know? Zach said, Tony Romo used to have videos where you'd just show a picture of a random offense lined up versus a defense and guess what play they were going to run with insane accuracy. Yeah, man, he was... I like Romo. I know people hate on Romo, but I like him too. I mean, he's not a broadcaster, so of course he's going to do some things that that broadcasters know not to do, like the, uh, I don't know, Jim, like that kind of stuff. You you don't make am, like ambient sound like that. You're not supposed to. Just if if you're not saying anything, don't say anything. Little stuff like that. But I like him. I mean, it, people are making fun of. Uh, in the playoffs last year, when the Chiefs beat, was it Cleveland? And he was losing his mind in the booth. Oh, how awesome is this? Like that kind of stuff. He was having a good time. It was a big moment in a football game. It was awesome. Why are we hating Tony Romo for having fun at his job? I've never understood that. I'm a fan of his. Seeing full stadiums today was the best, Craig says. Wisconsin's jump around was electric. Yeah, it was. It is nice to have some normalcy, but then... You know, you say that, and Lane Kiffin is out on Monday. So it's normal, but it's not normal at the at the same time. And Chris, you're right, way better than Booger. Although Booger's better in the studio. Uh, they bit off more than he could chew with putting him like in the booth during games. In the studio, he's much better. Um, Kentucky was good. Levis, I saw somebody say that uh, James Franklin made a mistake Uh letting him leave. I mean, you're, you're telling me that, um, what's his name's escaping me. The guy that's the starting quarterback at Penn state right now, his name's escaping me. I'm an idiot. Um, people are saying that James Franklin is regretting letting him go. And I guess they think that current Penn state quarterback would not also light up Louisiana Monroe. Like let's, see him do that against not one of the worst teams in all of the FBS before we start declaring him better uh, than a multi-year starter at Penn State. Uh, Arkansas struggled with Rice badly. They scored 21 points in the fourth. Uh, Depth finally took over in that game, but uh, K.J. Jefferson is... Sean Clifford, thank you. Thank you, Clifford. Yeah, people were saying that, oh, you think James Franklin regrets letting Levis go over Clifford? And... Um, Clifford would light up Louisiana Monroe as well. So, just anyway, I always find that a little ridiculous. But yeah, KJ Jefferson did not look good today at all. Arkansas is who I think they were. Um, if you really look back at last season for Arkansas, it wasn't impressive as people made it out to be. I don't think they're ready yet, talent-wise, to actually really compete. Um, they're still a couple of years away before they have a roster that's ready to actually win games and be competitive in the SEC. Really go back and look at last year and, and tell me that that they were ready. I don't think they were, and today was more indicative of uh, of what they are. Um, Auburn beat up on Akron. I need to see it against not Akron. Uh, Missouri struggled with Central Michigan. Love my pick of the day. How about that? 
really nailed that one. Uh, Zeb Noland had four touchdown passes. The graduate transfer or the graduate assistant, the coach, turned quarterback for South Carolina that had a year of eligibility left, and they won forty-six to nothing over Eastern Illinois. But boy, I've got some South Carolina fan friends that are uh, that are thrilled about how the team looked. And, oh, it's not about who we played, but how we looked when we played them and all that stuff. And uh, lift one up for those guys because uh, they're in for a long year, regardless of how today looked. Um, and that's really it. I mean, we talked about ETSU Vanderbilt, and then we have Ole Miss Louisville on uh, on Monday. So good stuff. Good stuff today. And um, UCLA's driving again. They're on the 50 now with the football up 11, 10 minutes to go here in the, in the fourth. So – Looks like we might have hot seat time in Baton Rouge. So, anyway, I think I might hang it up. This was fun, guys. I hope you liked it. Uh, if you got anything else, any comments, questions, whatever, drop them in uh, before I get out of here. But I like this. I'm going to keep doing this. Uh, I hope you guys like it, too. Don't forget to subscribe. Subscribe to the YouTube channel if you haven't already. And like the video. Please like the video. Uh, that would help me a lot. If if you like the video. Also, this does get uploaded in podcast form wherever you get them. Uh, Mike in the morning is what you have to search, uh, or my name should should turn up results. So check that out. Uh, thank you guys for, for being a part. It's late. Go to bed after this game ends, of course. Um, but in the meantime, you guys, uh, you guys the best. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. And I will see you for overreaction Monday on Monday morning and then Tuesday we'll be talking Ole Miss Louisville and then the NFL season starts on Thursday and and we are just rolling for the next 20 weeks or so. So y'all have a great night. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Enjoy the football. I hope you did anyway. And I'll talk to you guys very soon. Y'all be good. Talk Mississippi Media Production.